0: Hello, I am Matt Williamson, give me a follow on Twitter, at WilliamsonNFL, and I am recording this before the Sunday nighter. Uh, We have a pretty exciting slate so far in the books, and um, two topics to discuss quickly here on today's podcast, break it up into two different conversations. promised you I'd give you my thoughts on, is it picket time or not, or stick with Trubisky. So, I don't have a real strong take on this. But, you know, here's what I see out of Trubisky. There's talent, there's size, strength, speed, you know. But I also wonder if something's missing. You know, as a processor, as a reader of the field, I thought he played pretty well this past week. But I'm not ready to close the book on him. By any stretch of the imagination, I still think he could not fulfill his promise of the second overall pick, but I mean, may end up being a quality starting quarterback. I still think he's a bit robotic. I still think he leaves too many plays on the field, misses or doesn't see open receivers. But I also think that Matt Canada's scheme I'm starting to really question it. I I wonder if it's, it sure feels like there are really strong tendencies that other teams know and that it's way too college-esque and that's the kind of thing people don't notice and they just blame the players. And everyone wanted to blame the O-line. I told you last week, I don't think they're the culprit here. And I stand by that. And I think that this last game helped prove my point with that. I think their weapons are borderline elite. So that leaves coach and quarterback. Um, So I think there is an argument for putting Pickett in there right now and seeing if we narrow down the problem to coach and quarterback which it's not a hundred percent, you know, I mean, you know how these things work. And we can figure out if it's the quarterback, if it's the coach, if it's neither, if it's both, if it's a combination of all, which is obviously the case, there's value in that. But is it too early? People I know that go to practice every day say that Trubisky is the better player in practice. And I know everyone watched those preseason games and are super excited about Pickett, and he's a pit guy. And trust me, I'm excited about him too. I mean, he has exceeded my expectations in that limited amount. But you got to realize the defenses he faced in those games, schematically and talent, are light years different <laughs> than what he would face Sunday and everything going forward. Now, I'm not a big believer in. Boy, they got tough defenses coming up. Don't put him in against those ones. Well, because every, everything, everyone's going to be harder than what he's used to. I mean, it doesn't matter what defense he plays in the NFL. And you can't look at the schedule, in my opinion, and be like, this is the spot you got to put him in because it's going to be real easy for him. Compared to who he played against last year in the preseason, none of it's going to be easy. Now, I am very open to the opinion that he is a better player right now than Trubisky. I'm very open to the idea that this long week and prep time would be a good time to do it. But what I don't know is one thing I just said there is, is he a better player right now than Trubisky? Again, people that go to practice seem to think no. Coach Tomlin seems to think no. And frankly, this is basically a moot point because unless some grand news comes out tomorrow that I don't see coming, None of this matters because they're not going to do it. And the reason they're not going to do it folks is because they're one and two and the season isn't shot contrary to popular belief. And you beat the jets and you reassess things and what comes back and you have new hope. So th- this franchise is built from the Noel Gr- Joe green era of, we try to win every game, no matter what the cost and that has yielded great cultural results. It's not time to say our first round pick isn't going to be as good as what we've played with. So let's put them in anyways, because that will help the team next year. That's not what this franchise does. And I know that frustrates people and we could certainly revisit this every week if you want, but certainly if, and when they're, officially eliminated from the postseason, then I think that's easy unless Trubisky's playing very well and he's not the reason they were eliminated. Um, so I get both sides of this argument, but I also have a hard time with this season means nothing. Do what's best for the team. Big picture. Throw Pickett in now. He'll be fine. Because I don't know that he'll be fine. You know, th- there was a really good study done by Kapedia who now works for the Ringer, and he was at the Athletic at the time. He's an analytics-based guy. And what he found out is quarterbacks that start during their rookie year, you basically get somewhere between the 23rd and 25th best quarterback in the league. Now, I'm sure many of you are saying... You know, Mac Jones was slightly above that last year. Lawrence and Lance were below and or, or Fields and Zach Wilson and you know, so there's a Dak Prescott here and there, don't get me wrong. But most are well, well, well below average players as rookies. And I do think there is value to sitting a year much like Mahomes did. He played his last game, in a meaningless game, and took over when everyone realized it's his time or what San Francisco was trying to do with Lance. Now, I'm sure some of you are saying, well, isn't Trubisky the 23rd to 25th best quarterback in the league? Uh, yeah, <laughs> he probably is right now, you know, but there is something to the experience. And I'm not making excuses for the guy, you know? I mean, is the scheme holding him back? Is the scheme hurting the offense? I think so. Um, so again, I don't have a strong stance. I would if everyone told me or if I was a practice every day, boy, the kid is better. If I knew that and I don't think anybody knows that, then I think you clearly make the ch- this just ch- change and I would do it right the second. Now, a week from now, after watching Trubisky, I might be like, it's got to be, you know, that's enough. It maybe, uh, or a month from now. But right now, I think I am in favor of holding the line, sticking to the plan, you know, steering the ship together. And I understand the frustration. It's hard to watch. But this past week was better, um, you know, as, as we talked about a month ago. If you just looked at the O-line, you'd be like, this is the worst O-line in the league. You know, people are allowed to get better, and I think Trubisky is getting better. It's not. It's, again, it's a baby step situation, much as when with the line. But if you could tell me right now that just watching practices, that the rookie is playing better and is executing better, because I do think he will be, I'm not saying he is now, will be a more accurate, a more precise, a more, a less robotic with better vision. You know, I, I think all those things are coming, but if they're not there yet, I still think there's value to letting him sit and learn and understand things from that perspective. So I know that's not the strongest take. It's just the way I feel right now. And I promised you guys last, you know, last week that I would at least address it. So there you have it. Um, we will definitely be talking about this much more. All right, when we come back, I want to talk about this Bengals jet ski. All right, we are back. Now, as I'm sure all you know by now, of course, the Browns won, the Ravens won, the Bengals won. The Steelers did not. That's not wonderful. Um, I'm not going to pick a lot of games that aren't Steelers to highlight, but this one I think is important because Bengals are in the division. They're a common opponent for the Jets and the Steelers. Steelers already played the Bengals. And obviously the Jets are coming to town this week. So... What are we, where are these two teams at right now? And first of all, I think it was just a much, much needed win, win for Cincinnati to start getting back to the team that most of us thought they would be. Now, are they going back to the Super Bowl? Probably not, but they're a very talented football team and they're starting to show it again. Great. Joe Burrow, in particular, who of course is a straw that serves the drink. It's not the coach. It's nobody but Burrow. I mean, he had 163 passing yards in the first quarter and threw two touchdowns. Came out hot. He was only sacked twice in this game, but he was under a lot of pressure. I'm not a huge believer in the stat quote pressures, but there were the Jets did generate a lot of pressures. Um, the Bengals O-line is far from fixed. The Jets can rush the quarterback a little bit. That's for, or more bit more than a little bit. Quinton Williams is a real force in the middle. They have a deep defensive line. They don't love the blitz. And they still got after Burrow. And, and this is the uh, the next gen stat of the day is Joe Burrow went five for 13 for 97 yards and three t- TDs under pressure. It was however they define under pressure. And that's his first career game with multiple touchdowns when under pressure. But he was still pressured quite a bit, you know. So that just, that's It's my little tidbit. Um so the passing game's getting back to where it needs to be. Joe Mixon did nothing against these guys; they shut him down. So, if Steelers are going to beat the Jets, it might be on the you know the arm of Trubisky or Pickett. You know, um, Tyler Boyd he had 105 yards here, four catch, on four catches. T. Higgins missed a little time with a possible concussion. He had got a concussion in Week One that was kind of scary, but came back and was a real force. Five catches, 93 yards for him too. He was more or less you know, Burroughs go-to guy, especially that hot start, you know, that that, that first quarter that I talked about. Jamar Chase had a big impact, didn't really show up as much on the stat sheet. But this is interesting, too, is because they put Sauce Gardner, you know, top five picks this year, elite traits. But this is something you just need to know, too. It's kind of like the rookie quarterback conversation is almost every rookie starting corner has a very up and down rookie year. Because first of all, Everyone's going to attack them. They are going to get targets no matter how good a prospect they are. But to the Jets' credit, again, I didn't watch the All-22. The game just happened. But Gardner was lined up on Jamar Chase a lot of this day. And you mentioned, I told you the stats that Boyd and Higgins had. I didn't tell you Chase's. They weren't that great. And when they were lined up, from what I saw, Gardner won more than he lost against what might be one of the top. It is one of the top two or three receivers in the whole you know, league right now. Burrow went after him a lot. And Gardner had a few ups and downs, but many more ups. So will he follow Deontay? I'm going to have to give that some thought. Will they just keep him on one side? Will they put him on Pickens? Uh, I think that's pretty interesting. So uh, a lot to take away when Cincy had the ball. Um, on the other side, the Bengals had... A real good day from Trey Hendrickson. He had two and a half sacks, forced two fumbles. Uh, you can tell Flacco doesn't love getting hit at this age. I mean, I recruited Joe to pit a thousand years ago. Um, he was antsy. Hitting him is going to be very important um, for the Steelers. He anticipated pressure when it wasn't even there. Saw ghosts, if you want to say that. Um, so really, it was Hendrickson. Wilson and Bates for the Bengals are their best impact players, you know, in terms of stat sheet. I think D.J. Reader is probably their best defensive player. But Wilson and Bates also picked a, um, also had an interception in this game. They had eight pass defenses in this game. Um, they were smacking around the Jets' talented young receivers as well. So they were getting their hands on footballs and hands on quarterbacks and receivers quite a bit. And I think there's a lot Steelers can watch in this game and take away from it. A um, couple more Jets offensive notes here. I'll give you the official numbers once the rest of the league is done. But Flacco, through three starts, is throwing an obscene amount of passes. And the Jets are running a ton of plays, which is particularly noteworthy. As you know we talked about on Friday, Well, the Steelers' defense is on the field for way too many plays. And the Jets are running a lot of plays. So in that regard, that doesn't look like the ideal matchup. Um Their second round pick, the first running back taken, Brees Hall, and Michael Carter, who's a good player too, a second-year guy. They've been basically splitting things evenly, receptions, snap count, everything. And again, they've been throwing like crazy. But by watching this game and also watching his usage heavily on third downs, Brees Hall might be starting to take that job over. Tyler Conklin's a great story too. This guy's playing a ton of snaps, getting a ton of targets at tight end, and has really, really had a good year through three three games. So he's somebody to worry about. And I alluded to their three receivers: Garrett Wilson, first round pick this year; Elijah Moore, second year guy that I adore; Corey Davis, a uh, big priced, you know, wideout that's probably a little overpriced, of course. Um, Wilson is their slot. But his numbers on the outside are better than in the slot. Moore could play the slot, but he's really good outside too. Davis is not a slot. So that's a really good trio. And you mix in Brees Hall and Conklin, who I mentioned. This team has weapons. Uh, Last little nugget is I'm guessing we will see Zach Wilson next week. I should know this off the top of my head. I don't. I think he is eligible to play. I don't think they ever put him on IR. And Coach Salah has said the second he's ready, he's going to be the guy. Flacco's been decent. I mean, I don't think that they want any sort of quarterback controversy, which kind of leads us to our conversation earlier. You know, I mean, they're just going to trust the kid and anoint him. And which is the right thing for that group, to be honest with you. So you might see Zach Wilson, which... Was really bad last year, but he certainly is talented. And where, what has he learned? How has he gotten better? And that'll be interesting as well. So that's my takeaway here. Sunday night, Um, we will talk tomorrow. Over and out.